So Lisa and I are back with uh, another podcast, and we want to talk a little bit today about something the staff has been discussing. And that is just the sort of sense that we're all sort of feeling what could be described as the COVID blues. Uh, Lisa, do you want to just sort of take a moment to describe what the COVID blues are? Yeah, well, for me, I I think of it as just being kind of run down, like not necessarily in my body, but in my spirit. Yeah. You know, dragging. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about how, um, you know, a lot of people are taking naps when they normally don't take naps, yep. or if they are yep. nappers, they're taking longer naps than usual. Uh, the extroverts on the staff, and I consider myself one of them, is really feeling just sort of the lack of uh, just that energy that I'm so used to drawing from other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the loneliness, the isolation, the rundown. I mean, even Michelle Obama has admitted to experiencing some low-grade depression during COVID. Exactly, exactly. And I think, so one of the things we thought we would do as a staff is we would really sort of channel... um, some energy in the direction of uh, helping both ourselves and members of the congregation work through some of these feelings. And so one of the things we want to talk about today is um, a concept called behavioral activation. Um, now, is this a concept that you're familiar with, Lisa? Or is it- <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, the first I heard of it was when you mentioned it to me the other day. So this is totally new territory for me. Well, behavioral activation is kind of a fancy way of saying that um, or a way of recognizing that when we find ourselves, our mood lower than usual, part of what goes along with that is we have a hard time anticipating that we are going to draw pleasure or a sense of accomplishment from goal setting and from activities and doing things and stuff like that. So what we end up doing because we're not really anticipating that these activities or these, you know, uh, sort of checking the, you know, checking the box on the, you know, our sort of to-do lists, because we don't anticipate that being uh, pleasurable, we just don't do these things anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we find ourselves in this sort of situation where we're not doing the kinds of things that would lift our moods because we're having a really hard time imagining that they are capable of lifting our moods. Mm hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that um, we want to talk about today is a way to sort of so behavioral activation is recognizing that we have a hard time anticipating that, you know, uh, doing things like going for a walk or, you know, or uh, sort of accomplishing just really day to day tasks that are be pleasurable. We don't we don't do them. And so what we need to do is we need to find ways to lay aside the fact that we're, you know, whether we think it's going to be fun or not, or whether it's going to give us a sense of satisfaction and just do it anyway. Yeah. And we do that by scheduling activities, like creating those to-do lists and Mm -hmm. um, sort of marking time in the day when we're going to do certain things. Again, sort of recognizing that we may not anticipate um, the process of doing these things to really lift our spirits, but by sort of you know, setting those goals and doing it, we will find that our spirits are lifted. Mm. Yeah. I think for somebody like me, the scheduling aspect is really key. Like if it's built into the schedule, I will do it whether I want to do it or not. Exactly. And this is one of those things where what you kind of have to tell yourself is you have to say, 
even though I don't know if this is going to make any difference, I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. Trusting that these, these feelings you have before the fact really aren't legitimate. They really are a function of your mood being low. Mm. And that when you, when you do the thing or you accomplish the goal, you really will feel better. Um, now sort of, this kind of brings us to the whole question of what sort of goals should you set? Yeah. Um, and this is a really important question for people. Say, say someone is really feeling down. Um, it will not be helpful for them to say, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning at five and I'm going to walk six miles and that's how I'm going to activate my behavior. And I'll feel much more accomplished after that. I mean, that's just not going to work. Um, you have to kind of set goals that are realistic based on your mood. Um, for people who are really struggling with profound depression, uh, psychologists will say to them, you know, it's okay for your goals to be basically like basic self-care goals. Like your goal will be to take a shower Mm -hmm. or your goal will be to brush your teeth. Um, your goal will be to do a load of laundry. Uh, your goal will be to get out of bed at a certain time. And I, and, you know, I'm not suggesting that people in our congregation are feeling that low, but that's those are just examples of when psychologists work with people who are really struggling with depression. They try to make sure that the goals that are being set are realistic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you're feeling a little off, it's easy to let those little things slip and then that can start to pile up and then you feel worse. So just having an eye out on those little things can really make a difference, I think. Yeah. And it's, it can sound trivial to do something like brush your teeth or take a shower, but these little check marks do add up. And there's something about scheduling self-care that is really, really important when your mood is low. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting when, um, when I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, I had reached out to some different people to sort of say, you know, what advice and people that I knew who had had cancer and had gone through chemo and things like that. And I asked them, what are some pieces of advice for me? And they really talked about the importance of maintaining your routine to the degree that you're able. Mm. So yes, you're going to have those days when you're feeling your energy is just really low, but, you know, do your best to get up you know, do a little bit of exercise, sort of, you know, keep the routine going. Maybe you're not on the bike, you know, 40, 40 minutes like you would normally, but maybe you get on the bike for five minutes. Mm. You know, normally after you do that, you would, you know, you would take a shower, you would brush your teeth, you know, keep trying to do that. Even if it means that after you get that stuff done, you're going to be headed back to the bed or, you know, on the couch for some, you know, some additional rest. And that was, that's been really helpful to me. That's awesome. One of the things that just really is important in my life is the very first thing I do when I get out of bed in the morning is I make the bed. And that sets the tone for the whole day. Absolutely. And that again is, you know, there's this in the middle ages, and I know you know this because you and I share our our passion (laughs) for the middle ages. But one of the things, one of their sort of um, insights into sort of how to have a healthy mood, healthy, emotional state. I mean, they wouldn't have put it in those terms, but was to understand the relationship between what they would describe as the macrocosm and the Mm -hmm. microcosm. Mm -hmm. The macrocosm could be as big as sort of the turnings of the planets. We won't go that big. (laughs) The (laughs) macrocosm could also be, you know, and this is going to sound crazy. It's like Marie Kondo here, but um, (laughs) the macrocosm can be things like is your home orderly? Like when you mm-hmm. open up a closet, <laughs> closet door, like are things <laughs> falling down on you? I mean, the reality is it's nice to have that door there. So you're not always looking at it, but 
in the Middle Ages, part of what they would say is that disorder around you, you are aware of it. And yeah. it ends up being reflected in this disorder inside of you, the microcosm. Yep. And so I throw that out as another thing. It's like, you know, doing a little bit of organizing, um, you know, your sock drawer. It's, you know, taking taking some time to organize it. It doesn't sound like it's going to do much for your mood. But, you know, working on that macrocosm, the sort of feng shui of your life can mm -hmm. also make an impact. I like that phrase, the feng shui of your life. I like thinking about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so those are just, so that's just one sort of tip is this, this idea or two tips, I guess, you know, using sort of behavioral activation, you know, setting goals, scheduling activities, recognizing that you're not going to have a sort of zest, pre-zest for those things, but you schedule them, you do them because in the aftermath, you will feel better. So that's sort of, you know, one thing we've talked about. The other thing is really kind of you know, paying attention to the relationship between the macrocosm and the microcosm. What is your environment like? Is your environment one that creates peace in the microcosm in the self, or is are there a lot of are there a lot of like um, closets and drawers and clutter <laughs> and things like that that may be contributing to a sense of being unsettled? So those are sort of two things to think about. Um, the other thing I wanted us to talk about are some of the plans that we have for September to help the congregation almost as a team, um, you know, fight the COVID blues. And here I'm talking specifically about this idea that we've had in staff to, um, to do sort of a team walking ministry. Now, many people are familiar with something along these lines if they, if they know about sort of like the Walk to Emmaus program. But what we're anticipating doing is a little bit different and that is, well, first off, and this is just sort of what I'm hoping that we can do. I'm hoping that what we can do is we can actually, as a team, as a congregation, do an exodus walk. So we can cover the 375 miles wow. from Egypt to Palestine. Clearly, this would be hard for us to do in a month if any individual member were going to do this. We'd have to be doing like 10 miles a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... Um, if this is something that we get enough people who sign up who want to do it, um, you know, this is something I think it's very doable for us to do this as uh, as a group of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now one of the things we talked about in staff is how do we make this something that everybody can be a part of? Um, if the goal is to get people outside, um, to get people walking, to get people doing a little bit of exercise, you know, how do we adapt this for people for whom that might be really tough? Um, they may have mobility issues. Well, I've been reading this book that has a lot of really interesting suggestions about how to include people who are um, maybe not, can't do the sort of mobility thing. And that can be things like, for example, um, spending a certain amount of time outdoors. It could be weeding your garden. It mm -hmm. could be, um, you know, if you are, uh, you know, somebody who has some kind of a motorized vehicle that takes you around, it could be, you know, just timing yourself as you go for a round outside, you know, on that motorized vehicle. It could be getting in the car and going for a drive. Um, it could be any of these different things. It could be just setting a goal to do a certain number of steps in your house, for example. Like I know for today, those of us who are asthmatics, it's really hard for us to get outside because yeah. of the smoke. Um, 
And maybe, Lisa, you can reflect a little bit on sort of why we thought something like this might be a good COVID blues fighter. Well, I think it touches on a number of different things that that the COVID blues involves. Um, It's definitely active. So it's got that behavioral component to it. Um, But it's also something that we do collectively and everybody contributes their miles or their minutes of activity or whatever to a larger collective goal. So in a sense, it can bring us out of our isolation and bring us together that we're all working towards the same purpose together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's so it's it's on the one hand sort of about getting out there, having, you know, experiencing some fresh air. There's the spirituality of thinking about various journeys in the Bible, you know, Jesus, Paul, the Israelites, you name it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just sort of, you know, at the end of the day, what we're, we'll encourage everybody to do is sort of turn in their minutes, you know, turn in their miles and we'll sort of keep a running tally. Maybe we'll do something on the website, the running oh, tally be- of where we are on our yeah. Exodus journey. Um, but I think, yeah, for all the reasons you mentioned, this is something that could be really helpful to us. And thinking along these same lines, I was actually talking with my sister this morning and she suggested this really great book that we could be reading uh, for people who were readers. And maybe that's another way we could incorporate incorporate people. So, you know, you're not able to kind of get up and around that day, but you read a certain number of pages from this book, for example, we could come up with a conversion table for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's written by a woman named Rebecca Skolnit. And let me spell that last name for you. It's S-K-O-L-N-I-T. The name of the book is Wanderlust, A History of Walking. And I downloaded it today upon my sister's recommendation And I want to share a quote that uh, is part of the intro for the first uh, for the first chapter. And this is from the poet Wallace Stevens. And um, he says, or this must be from one of his poems, a, a poem called Of the Surface of Things. And the quote is, in my room, the world is beyond my understanding. But when I walk, I see that it consists of three or four hills and a cloud. Hmm. Isn't that wonderful? That's lovely. Yeah, it's this idea that there's something about getting out into the world where on the one hand, you know, it it refreshes us physically, it refreshes us spiritually, but it Mm -hmm. also can help us put things into perspective Mm -hmm. in a way that um, staying in the house, uh, you know, staying in our rooms, uh, staying behind closed doors, Uh, may not be able to do for us. Yeah. Yeah. Gets you out of yourself. Yeah, to get out of yourself. But I just love that. But when I walk, I see that it consists of three or four hills and a cloud, you know, almost as if when you walk, things just don't seem as, as big or as unmanageable as they, they might when you're, like I said, sort of lonely, isolated and, and inside. Yeah. Yeah. So um, these are some of our plans. These are some of our tips. Uh, As you can imagine, as a staff, we are always thinking about this congregation and, you know, worrying as if we were the congregation's parents, like we're their their worried (laughs) parents. Um, We're worried about people's state of mind, how they're doing during this time. We know it's tremendously stressful. We know this because 
we're feeling it as well. And maybe maybe what we're doing is projecting our own issues onto the congregation. <laughs> I don't want to assume. Um, but I'm hoping that if you are a person who is feeling a little overwhelmed and a little low energy, and maybe you're experiencing the COVID blues during this time, this podcast could be helpful to you and um, that you will uh, join in with us in um, our plans for September. Yeah, and stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more to announce about this program in September. Absolutely. And oh, the, before before we uh, finish the podcast, the sermon series is going to be sort of a matching. It's going to be kind of matching this activity. It, we are going to be doing a sermon. I'm going to be doing we, <laughs> the royal we. Uh, I'm going to be doing a sermon series based on John Bunyan's P- Pilgrim's Progress. It's going to be um, the, the Christian journey. And... Uh, we'll kind of be talking from Sunday to Sunday about um, the path that we take as Christians. And so we'll both be walking, you know, during the week or spending time outside or contributing in some way to our Exodus walk or Exodus journey. Um, And then on Sunday, having a, having a chance to reflect about our, about issues within our Christian journey more largely. I love that. I love when things connect and there's a broader theme through everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great when that works out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for doing this as usual. And um, we really are going to try and be more regular about doing these uh, because we just, it's great for Lisa and myself to have a chance to talk about <laughs> yes, our plans and these kinds of issues. <laughs> and, um, and we know that some of the people in the congregation appreciate these podcasts. So we'll we're, we're going to try and make this a more regular thing. You bet. And with that, have a wonderful day. Bye, Listen everybody. It. Goodbye.